What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to two Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Yes, B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A, no info for the D-E-A, federal agents, mad because I'm flagrant, tap myself, and phone in my face. <laughs> I just see the mask moving in the dark. <laughs> like, I know, looking crazy. I know I'm looking crazy. Yeah. Well, happy wine day. Happy National Wine Day for all those. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Cal, do you have any wine plans for, well, not today, I guess. Well, did you? In partake? I did. You know what? I did partake in tequila. Didn't realize it was National Wine Day until I saw someone post it. And I was like, oh, National Wine Day. Then I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to make sure I, um, you know, get a glass before the uh, podcast. Didn't happen. And now I'm just so dehydrated that I just want water. But oh, right, shout right, out right, to everybody right. who's out there drinking. <laughs> well, I'm definitely over here sipping on some good old ginger ale and some water. Mm-hmm. But, um... We have a special, um, I guess we might as well tell y'all, we're doing a special little photo shoot that we'll reveal more information about um, in the next coming weeks, days, actually, because it'll be June. Um, So that's why we are releasing the podcast a day early this week. Um, And we got so many plans coming up for the month of June and the rest of the year. So really excited about it. Um, I was going to say something else about um, today. Oh, today is the anniversary of the killing of George Floyd. Um, When I saw that, I was like, I I need to look up the anniversary for when um, Breonna Taylor was killed. And that was, I believe, March 13th of 2020. Um, But as we all know, we all saw the video of when this happened last year for Memorial Day weekend in Minnesota, and it really sparked a new revolution amongst our people. So, you know, we just want to definitely call that out and say, you know, rest in peace again to George Floyd. And, um, you know, I'm glad that it sparked a revolution in us for all the people that passed before him and after him. Um, and of course for him. So, yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. But this week's episode. been a whole year. <laughs> Time I know. So fast. It really, 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 really whizzed by. Um, it's kind of scary how quickly that happened. But what I'm proud of is that we have not forgotten him. Right. And we have not, his name hasn't, you know, become a hashtag in vain. Right. Which happens so often. I really saw a change in us as a people last year. Like, you know, and this it's not that we can't get weary. Like, I'm definitely, you know, aware of that feeling. (laughs) I mean, this time, around this time last year, we were wary. We -hmm. were tired, you know. Um, So... (laughs) So I definitely get it, but um, I'm proud of us for for striving and and everybody playing their part, whether it was to help fund um, the bailouts of the protesters to actually go out and protest 
or if you were somebody working behind the scenes in the policy world, trying to, um, you know, work on behalf of getting these things corrected as best as possible, because it is definitely systemic and systematic at this point um, with defunding the police. But I'm definitely proud of all of us for playing our roles. So, yes. Um, But this week's episode, as you heard from the um, title track, More Money, More Problems, we are talking about me and Kel. You know, we sat down and we um, both, uh, unbeknownst to each other, watched um, a new series on Netflix called Money Explained. They have this explained um, series on Netflix that really breaks down a lot of things in a really cool way. And it's usually in less than 30 minutes. And so this one, you know, they had the coronavirus explained, pandemic explained, you know, all those different things. So this one is money explained. And we'll definitely go into detail about two topics in particular that really hit home for us, which were credit cards and student loans. And we know a lot of our listeners being millennials have a lot of angst and can feel very triggered by the word student loans. <laughs> okay, So we going to get into that a little later in the show. But first and foremost, we can't go any further without hearing this week's motivational moment from Kale Kale. Yes, ma'am. All right. So this week's motivational moment is... Failure would never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. And that is by O.G. Mandino. He's actually a a pretty famous author who is like a sales and marketing guru. Mm. And um, I wanted to use this quote because I felt like this was like my little love message for all of our entrepreneurs out there and to all of our thought innovators. So the life of a a visionary is, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) The shit is tough, y'all. It's tough. And there's a lot of moments you want to break down and be like, nah, this not for me. I don't want to do this no more. But, you know, you will have your moments that you're going to feel defeated, but you need to dig into those feelings and do what needs to be done, sis. Okay? You will have the willpower within you to succeed. So just keep pushing. Keep doing what you got to do. Consistency is key, even when you feel like shit. Yes. Yes. Amen. And shout out to you, Kel, for keeping us consistent this week because I felt like shit. I got the second Moderna shot on Sunday and child, I mean, I know, I don't, I don't know how much worse COVID is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But if that was a taste of it, you know, I definitely don't want it. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't, I'll just be, let me be, you know, clear. What I had, my symptoms were nauseousness, which I'm still not sure if it was, if the nauseousness was from that or from something else, but nauseousness, but it wasn't like a severe, like I was throwing up. It was just like mild, but enough, annoying enough to keep you in bed all day. Right. Um, And then later in the day, I had a little bit of body soreness um, and I had um, chill, like like my temperature was up. So I felt too hot at one point and then I felt too cold at one point, but I wasn't like drenched in sweat or anything like that. But um, 
you know, I just tried my best to drink as many fluids. I don't think I drank enough fluids beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. and I really should have, but I made it through. Praise God. Um, I was also tired too. I'll say that. And I wasn't sure if it was, you know, um, because of the nauseousness period or whatever, but I did sleep a lot off and on, um, throughout the day. Uh, but yeah, I made it through. Thank you, God. <laughs> the day I got the shot, I had the arm soreness and the night that I slept, I didn't really feel anything. Like I woke up, I went to pee a couple times, excuse me, in the night. And I ended up switching sides on the bed, like laying on the at the foot of the bed instead. So I could turn the way that I'm used to sleeping. Um, but that was it for the night. And I took some Tylenol and it helped with the arm soreness. But the next day, baby, yeah. okay, I woke up. I woke up and I felt like I was fine at first and then it just kind of went left but I'm here to tell the story (laughs) that was just 24 hours ago so I definitely feel more like myself today and um pretty much 100% I went out today got food and stuff like I couldn't even do that yesterday so amen (laughs) um vaxxed mommy now okay call me moderna mommy all right (laughs) that's my new name so i'm ready to uh start this hot girl summer for sure indeed but yes thank you kel for holding us down with the posts and everything um the last few days yes glad you feel better (laughs) (laughs) thank you and i'm looking forward to like understanding the symptoms for when i get my shot so i feel you yes 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 i'll definitely (laughs) keep you lifted in prayer you should be fine with the first one shouldn't be usually the second one yeah but you know what you might not you might actually feel it more the first time Mm -hmm. because you had it Mm -hmm. so I have heard that. So it'll be interesting to see because I know one of our friends was saying that she thinks she had it. And so she wanted to see. And did she say she didn't really have any symptoms the second time? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So that, that'll be interesting to see if you have um, a harder time the first time rather than the second time. I guess yeah. we'll see. We'll see if that theory is correct. Right. <sighs> right, right, right. All right. Well, on that note, let's get into our ratchetness and righteousness. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. We are keeping it short and sweet this week. I know we ran long, but we hope you guys enjoyed the card game. We are going to definitely do that again for another episode coming up soon. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, girl, I don't know what, what was popping this week? Um, it looks like there's going to be a Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. Of course, um, Nia Riley was quick to hop on the net and be like, so y'all just going to champion this nigga after he beat me until I had a miscarriage. So there's that. Yeah, and I don't think that's new news. I think I've heard her share something like that before. So, right, um, it's just that a lot of the public conveniently forgets. Um, I don't even think they forget. I think they don't care. Yeah, like you know, I mean, if you popping, like she said it, 
she said it when he had when that song was you make it clap 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 she make it clap 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 when that song came out that's when she said it and um i think you should be able to say it whenever but i think there is something to when you share that information when the person's on top people are going to be quick or trying to make a comeback people are going to be quick to be like oh you just saying that because oh there's all that you waited till now you know people love saying that shit Right. Especially when they like, man, I'm just trying to party to this nigga music and here you come. But like facts are facts, dog. And if that was your relative, you wouldn't be making it clap, clap, clap either. You would right. be pissy too. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the verses will still happen. Um, I was looking on the um their page trying to find it too. Like um to On see page. Yeah, to see when they were announcing it because they were saying it, but I didn't see like you know how they advertise it for everyone else. Oh I child, and both of them niggas be lying. What if we're all duped right now? What if they duped us all? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh shit. I <laughs> wouldn't real quick. What if they duped us all? Because between Soldier Boy saying he created everything to <laughs> What's his name? Talking about (laughs) whatever fake shit that he isn't doing. I don't know. Um, So it looks like the next, however, the next uh, verses, which I did see this earlier, the next verses is going to be on May 30th um, in Miami, which nigga, we don't care. We're not going to be there with y'all. But anyway, um, in Miami, and it's going to be a rematch between Swiss Beats and Timbaland. So I kind of look forward to seeing what that's going to look like as well um, from a performance perspective, as well as like setup, you know, stage perspective, because they kind of, they started all, not kind of, they started all of this and it's definitely grown into something more than just everybody being in the same studio and, you know, playing their music or whatever, like iTunes battles. Right. <laughs> so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, girl. What? What you They're talking about that there's going to be some kind of battle. Rasby, it's your boy Rasby. Oh, Lord. What is he saying there? <laughs> What is he so saying now? Asby was posting stuff talking about word on the street is Lil Fizz and Omarion are um, not rekindling their relationship, but um, working on their relationship, like, you know, trying to patch things up. And then he was like, are y'all here for it? Rasby posted that shit like he didn't write it himself, first of all. <laughs> like, my nigga, Why? Why? <laughs> so now he done posted some other fan art looking shit where, and it definitely says designed by King June ATL so <laughs> Rasby posted some fan art of it saying B2K versus Pretty Ricky and uh, it says at B2K versus at Pretty Ricky who y'all got let's make this happen for the culture Sis, let it go. 
Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm actually fine. I'm okay. I had my moment. You know, I'm good. Yeah, like it's it's time to let it go, Raz. Like you there's so many things you could be doing with your career. Like so many different ways you could capitalize off of, you know, what you did do with B2K. And you're not really using that. And I get it because he's had a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, Jesus, first and foremost, he needs to heal from that. And I don't know if he ever will be able to, if people keep, you know, working with and lifting up, so to speak, uh, Chris Stokes. You know, and I don't mean we as the people, I mean like how he works with BET and makes all these like low budget films that they play on BET plus, like he's behind a lot of those, his film company, you know, all kinds of different stuff. It just seems like for me, who wasn't even abused by him, it feels like he got away with murder and he's done it to a lot of young boys from, from what you know, the word on the and others. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if he could get that healing or an apology, even if it was a private one from, from um, Lord, I was going to call him Swiss Stokes, Jesus, Crystal. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like that would help um, him move on and do something a little more fruitful with his his platform. Go on that same journey that Omarion did. You know, Omarion was um he was revealed on a mass singer last week and he was talking about um and some of his clues, the journey that he went on to forgiving his father and um you know how it has healed him overall and made him a better person. And wow. so I'm just thinking like, you know, and I feel I feel like he got that from his brother because you know his brother's like a Buddha. His sister is too. I've seen his sister really? before. So he got a little sister and she is, she, she's probably even more Zen than the rest of them. Like she's like really? super like hippie like, mm-hmm. and she's a lesbian mm-hmm. and she's a doula. Okay. And she looks just like the mom. Really? Just like the mom. I'll show you her. I'll send you her. I got to go to like, Orion's page and find her on there and then I'll, I'll DM you um, her page but she's a whole doula she'd be making little placenta pills and all kinds of like she's in there with that shit I so heard that whole family on, on Grey's and it made me think about it. I was like oh if someone if I were to if let me not even put that in the universe but <laughs> but if I were to have another child I would I, I would like to think about doing that you know i like to adapt like other people's cultures and stuff like that but um so you would take my cousin and his um fiance um my cousin junior and um his fiance susan i saw that they um they were posting about it on social media it looks like they just had a baby a baby boy and i found out that the names i won't say their names because you know they're kids but all of their names have to do with like um, star alignment. Oh, that's cool. Who would have known? That's cool. Who would have known? And the moons and like the celestial stuff. I'll oh, talk more okay. to you about that offline, but 
crazy. I, I didn't know that that's why they named them those names. Because they sound like normal names, but I didn't know. They did spell them specific ways. Mm-hmm. So it's the way that they're spelled, it, it's aligned it's with, with the, the stars. Like, that's cool. Oh, wow. That's but yeah, they got the placenta pills. Well, not the pills per se. What I was talking about was um, they were talking about um, in the Native American culture, they mm-hmm. act the placenta and they bury the placenta like in mm-hmm. their home so that the child will always know where their home is. Like it's like a part of their oh, culture. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, never if you don't move it. too much, but yes. Right. <laughs> no niggas, we move a lot, but facts. Oh, wow. Interesting. I mean, the placenta has so many like good values. Like you can eat it. Right. <laughs> I personally wouldn't do it because I just can't imagine. But would you take the pills? I hate taking pills too, so I don't know. Oh yeah, that yeah, so that's out of your wheelhouse. Yeah. I don't know. I saw it and I was like, would I do that? Would I would I do the placenta pills? I don't know. I mean, it's I always heard it's expensive to store it. So it's like, what do you yeah. do? You know? Yeah, and it looked like they had like a little jar with like some some type of juices in there too. Like from the placenta, I don't, I don't know exactly. I'd have to ask him like more about that, but it was interesting to say the least. Um, and it's funny, it's like it's different when it's finally your turn. So when it is my turn, it'll be interesting to see if I feel like I want to do that. Right. You know what I mean. So anyway, child. Um, How did we even get to placenta? What happened, girl? I don't know. We went from raspberry to placentas. What? How did we get? There? I don't know. How did we get there? I don't. I don't know. That's a very good question. I don't even know. Y'all, y'all gonna know because y'all listening. But right. <laughs> um, Erica Mena and Safari uh, apparently are getting a divorce. They filed for a divorce. Didn't they do that before already? Like they they just too, but maybe they just talked about it, like threatened it via like social media maybe they didn't really right well child i mean what's his name <laughs> what's his name definitely um so far ray j and princess had broke up they got they oh, yeah. divorce and everything and by the clips that i see of the show i do not watch the show but the clips that i see of that dating that um relationship show like therapy boot camp show that they're on it seems like they're trying to work it out, which um, I'm all for that. You know, marriage is expensive and divorce is even more expensive. So. Bloop, bloop. So, I mean, if there's, I mean, there was a lot of violation in that relationship. So, I mean, he threw her in a pool and that's before they even got married. So <laughs> he pushed, let me not say through, he pushed her into a pool and it wasn't for play play. If y'all remember that clip. Mm-hmm. From I remember that episode. Sure that do. was very, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> on top of all the other stuff that he's done um, and she's done stuff too, you know, so. <sighs> um, Speaking of doing stuff, J-Lo and Ben Affleck are apparently doing that. They were spotted at a Miami beach home together. Um, and J-Lo was standing there on the porch with her leg porch, uh, perched like a Roman goddess, basically like a Roman sculpture. Like 
she literally looked like she was posing for the paps like you cannot tell me she didn't hit that pose for the damn paps so do you feel like it's just like a t- yes publicity stunt i'm looking at it now <laughs> I, i'm just like girl uh girl uh she's definitely aware of the paps and i what i think it is is her way and his way of letting the paparazzi know that they're there together but pretending like they don't want no one to know that they're together you know what i mean like if we don't come out holding hands and say anything you know it's not like y'all could really confirm or deny or whatever um but jesus i'm sorry (laughs) what Oh my god, I gotta send you this this picture. Oh, they showing pictures of Drake, which I was gonna get into this topic next. That's why I had navigated towards this. But these pictures of people attending Drake's Artist of the Year party, and Chris Brown has the illest contour on his face that I have ever seen. That nigga is cocaine out. Okay, like he, not even a drag queen could ever, not even a drag queen. That is a natural contour. (laughs) Got that booger sugar. Of of the booger sugar. Of the booger sugar. Mm. It's the second picture. I can't even go back to J-Lo. <laughs> Let me look at this thing. I can't even go back to that after seeing this man. What is going on, Chris? You got the Ooh. powder puff on top of your head that you just won't let go. You just, you won't trim it. You mm. won't do anything. You'll just color it and leave it stringy. What's it happening? looks like a underwater sea animal on top of your head. Mm. What is happening? That's the LA life, girl. I'm 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 convinced that that's that LA life. Like I know we listen to um our favorite Demetria girl, Lucas. huh? Demetria Lucas. Yeah, she was talking about how like you know some of her experiences where people be like, oh, just take some coke. Yeah, I think that's what their lifestyle is. Like I like even his face. His face looks really sunken in. Like I can yeah. see the jawbone of his um yes his upper gums and teeth. You know, like jawline. He is not looking well. Chris, please. That comes from not having good people in your circle. Yeah. And that's not to say, like you said, that's not to say these other people, you know, Chris would probably easily say, well, all the other people in this, in this, in this slideshow taking the, uh, sniffing the Coke right along with me, Drea, uh, (laughs) Offset, everybody was sniffing the Coke in the party with me. Who who knows? But you not looking too good. You not looking like you can handle that right now. You look like you need a break. You need to take a break. I hope he gets some help. You need to take a beat, Chris. Uh, mm, um, God bless. Um, <laughs> uh, but speaking of Drake, uh, Drake was on the Billboard Awards. He won Artist of the Decade, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for being just that, the artist of the decade. And you know what? I have an interesting relationship with Drake, you know, <laughs> my old bae. Before, right. You know, my forever bae. And I, I have to give it to him. I may not like a lot of his current stuff uh, or be like super fanatic like I used to be, but um, he definitely is an artist of the decade. Um, he's definitely changed the game. I can even admit that also about Nicki Minaj. Um, mm-hmm. Salute to Wayne. Because Wayne really had a vision mm-hmm. when, when it came to Young Money. He really had a vision and he really put them out on Front Street and put them in a good position to um excel in this career and really like turn the industry on its ear even good old tiger he may not be as popping as them but tiger got hits too that that influenced the the industry as well so i just had to shout out wayne but definitely shout out drake and shout out little mr adonis who is adorable don't know why they put them braids in that little white boy head, but <laughs> he's cute. I mean, he's definitely, yes, I know he's biracial, um, you know, octoroon, more more the octoroon kind, but, <laughs> but he's, yeah, I mean, I could tell that that baby has something else in him or whatever, like the full lips and stuff. He looks like, he looks like his, his grandmother, though. And I know we're not supposed to like delve deep into children, so I, I definitely don't want to be offen- more offensive than I probably already sound. Um, so my apologies, but he's the cutest little thing, regardless of what you know people want to classify him as. And you know, I knew he was going to get upset when Drake put them up to talk on that mic. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Because that's just kidding. Not want to be out there. They they will find ways to embarrass you. (laughs) Find ways to embarrass. How can I embarrass you know embarrass my mom or dad today? Like that's what they wake up thinking. I swear. I swear. (laughs) But Drake should have known. Like that was too much. You was about to pick him up. What you thought he was gonna have a moment and grab the mic and And say something. Drake is my daddy. And (laughs) like, did you think that was gonna happen, Drake? Like he was either gonna be um stuck up there and just say bye or some some weird noise, some little kid noise, or he was gonna cry, and that's exactly what he did. He cried. So I I don't know what the logic was there, but God bless. I'm 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 sure he got enough juicy juices and gummy bears after <laughs> that to to keep him happy for the rest of the evening. He probably went home with um you know. Grandma, for the rest of the evening. So, and I think that's it for this week's um, R and R. I did see that they got that new show coming on BT Plus with all of the little, you know, three LW, Total, Danity Kane, Cherish. Mad different people. Um, That's gonna be on BT Plus. Uh, I know. I'm trying to scroll on Shade Room right now. I know what you're talking about when they're trying to like formulate a new girl group. Yeah, I'm. I am. Ooh, let it go. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what else they need to. No, I'm gonna keep my thoughts to myself. What? <laughs> well, let's just move on into this talk topic. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so as we talked about early on the show, we are talking about um, money and we're talking about loans and we got this based off of the show called Explain and it was really, really good. So I guess we can start off with the credit cards first and then we'll go into the loans. So the interesting that some of the takeaways that I got from, well, let me tell you with the credit card gist of it. So they talked about... um, you know, how a credit card works, how it operates. It talks about the different types of titles of of the people who are the consumers of credit cards and like how the banks make money off of us and um, off yeah. the consumer and how the consumer can also how benefit from, the, from that program as well. Of, how, and how they categorize each type of consumer. Right. So, um, so it was really nice. It was really kind of cool to see how the breakdown of the three different types of consumers that they are. And it was even cooler to hear the aspects from the actual person. She was an ex manager at a bank in the credit card division. Um, Capital one. Yeah. Capital one bank in the credit card division. Huh? I said, she was an ex, um, like, you know, uh, banker, like you said, um, at Capital one. Yeah. In the credit card division. So she had a lot of insight as to like basically how everything, you know, went as far as like how we spend money and like the best ways to do it and how to like not, you know, to navigate it and what they're thinking about um, from the consumer basis and then how the consumer feels and how their logic was. So it was really, really interesting to to see both sides of the story and the dynamic of what type of um, credit card consumer should you be. So the three different types of credit card consumers are revolvers, transactors, and the hacker. So the revolver is basically the the person who pays the the bare minimum on the credit card. So, and they were even in the the even cooler part about that part was um, they talk about the science of how they get the revolvers kind of like stuck in it, like even down to the formatting of the bill and how like in bold print, you'll see like the minimum payment is in bold, but you know, like, nigga, you know, you got to pay this whole damn bill. You can't just be swiping and just, you know, like, so it shows how they get you, pull you in and how they do little different mind tricks to kind of get you like, oh, we'll give you a low interest rate or no interest rate for the first six months. But then in little, little, little tiny print or you'll get that in another message completely. Well, it'll be like, oh, but soon as this um, month period ends, your interest rate will shoot up to like 23.9, something crazy. So um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, I think I went mm-hmm. off of what I was going to talk to. Yeah, okay. No, but that was right on topic. Mm-hmm. Then there is the transactor. The transactor is um, where you kind of want to be. Like it's kind of like the mid ground between the um, revolver and the hacker. So um the transactor, they, as soon as they get their bill, they pay it off so that they're not really accruing interest. And um, the banks, from the bank's perspective, the banks call them deadbeats because they're not really making any money off of them. Now, mm-hmm. what they are making money off is the consumer, like uh, not the consumer, but the merchant. So when you swipe your card, the um, credit card company charges an additional fee to that merchant. So that's how they make their money off of that, but they don't really make their money off of you. So you're not like their ideal people that they want to, you yeah, know, right. to keep. But for you, your credit score is going up. So kudos right. to you. <laughs> and I just want to interject real quick before you move on to the hacker. 
two things that I found interesting with that. One thing is that I learned that's why a lot of like stores, one may not want to um, have like an Amex or something like that because Amex has historically high um, merchant, fees. Uh, merchant fees. Yeah. And then some stores may not want the credit card. Well, I kind of knew this already, how some stores, like you see a lot of corner stores and stuff like that. They don't want any credit cards, period, because they just don't want the fees, period. Yep. Um, that they had to pay through credit card use. Um, but yeah, I, I found that really interesting that they also stated that, which is something I've heard before, that you should not, that there's, it's a myth that you should not pay transactionally on your credit card because your credit score goes up when, or it can hurt your credit score if you do that. But apparently that's fake. <laughs> that's fake news in the words of the orange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fake news because you are supposed to be able to, your credit score will go up because you are seen as responsible um, you are literally using the credit card for what it was made t- to be used for. Right. To use the money temporarily and then pay it back. Right. So, um, and I think, and it was kind of cool of how, like, they talk about when it all kind of originated. And when it ori- how it originated, before I go into the hacker was, they just send out these cute little plastic cards to everyone back in the, like, right. 50s or yeah yeah in like fresno california or something and it was like bank of america yes bank americana or something like but it was basically bank of america right before it became bank of america (laughs) right so and they advertised it it like an experiment right they advertised it as this way of like oh you can get the things that you need for the middle is advertised to the middle class so um, you get the things that you need for convenience and you can just pay about, you know, it didn't even talk really about, it didn't even go into the detail of the fact that you have to pay it later. They kind of left it kind of like open-ended because one, it was a pilot program to see how everything was going to work. Niggas got swipe happy. You know, they're like, oh yes, let me get this washing machine. Let me get this <laughs> vacuum. Let me get this stove. And they had the, the idea of how they set up their credit system was, um, based off of who you are, like in the community, are you considered an upstanding person in the community? And we all know, you know, what's considered upstanding person in the community is the white man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. white man, he, know, he owns Charlie's hardware store, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so this was not for black people at that time, but mm-hmm. somewhere, somehow, you know, and I wish that it would have went into that, but of course they wouldn't because it's like not tailored to a, like a, a specific race. But I fit right. well. I mean, they they touch on it a little bit. Yeah, they kind of did in the student loan one. Right, they touched on. It. They acknowledged it in this one, but right? The student loan one, they went deeper. Deeper, to right? But I feel like I I've seen it. And I know you can attest to this too. Like our parents, they really just did not get the education or get the understanding of how that worked. And now I don't feel I don't. I don't I feel like I have more of a um, heart for them now because mm-hmm. I see how it wasn't, they, they, it was no way they would have known. Yeah. Yeah. Because they came from, if that started in the like fifties, if we're correct about that thought process, cause it looked like it was like the fifties. It was like mm-hmm. when um, neighborhoods, what are those called? Like suburbs, when suburbs first started being created and popping up across the, the, the United States or whatever. Yeah, so a lot of Black people weren't even in the suburbs. 
right. <laughs> to begin with in the 50s and the 40s, whatever. Then they start, you know, making their way downtown to us. And it's like, you know, hey, Ray Ray and JoJo, we could get these little couches for the house, you know, if we just put it on a credit card. Right. <laughs> you know, that's just starting in the 60s and the 70s or whatever. And then you get yourself paying off on a on a bed for 10 plus years. Exactly. Because of interest. Exactly. So the last consumer type was the hacker. And I want to follow this guy. It was like this little Asian guy. I can't remember what his name was, but yes. he had like this a is whole, what I want to be. I want to be a hacker. Right. He <laughs> I gotta become a, a transactor first. He has a whole system down. Like he had this whole little book thing. And really honestly, if you're gonna be a hacker, you gotta be dedicated to your books. Like you need to be checking that thing almost weekly. And have like that mindset, like, yep, I'm paying this on this book, but this is gonna be paid off at blah blah blah. Like you, it's it's a science behind it, and I, everybody, it, it, it takes some yeah. some work to be a hacker. But I'm definitely trying to learn his tips and tricks. <laughs> I feel like two of my cousins are like that. Really? Like, um, I'll just say this: I feel like my cousin Rochelle and some of her friends are like that because they were talking about that stuff back when, like. <laughs> Man, I feel like, okay, I'm not going to give all their business, but one of them credit cards that they were talking about was like the biggest credit card. I want to say she had that. I want to say she had that. I'm not for sure. But um, like she, she's always been one of those people from like years ago that was like, oh, I'll pay for it with my car because then I'm going to get these points and then I'll just pay it right off. And she's always been really good about paying things off like like how you say you are like you're a transactor she's always been like that and she was already on that tip of using the points like for trips all that different stuff and one of Dennis's friends was telling us that from before he was giving us all the tips on how they um, took trips like that's how they take a lot of their trips is because they use the credit card to like help them with their rent and in all kinds of stuff and you just pay it back you just pay it back on the credit card and um, Dennis, like back when we was in our apartment, he was really trying to learn more and more about that. So like definitely when we're in a more secure spot, we totally plan on going down that hacker route. Yeah, after. that's what I'm saying. Like it was really cool. He was talking about the different trips he was able to take with the different points that he was able to like upgrade and get like the nicer hotel rooms, things like that. He had like a whole little book system. I think he said he had. 30 cards if it wasn't 30 mm-hmm. 13 it was something with a three in it it was like 30 cards but like 14 were active or something yeah, like that's that. what it was yeah and he had like his um you know his excel sheet book where he would like you know systematically organize it so um it was really good i think y'all should definitely check that out when it comes to the credit cards it was really interesting on how that started and i'm gonna let you take control of the loan oh, for the student loans well really quick the student loan episode followed that episode and it was really deep because you know i get triggered personally when i talk about student loans because although yes as a 19 year old 18 year old i could have quote unquote did more research and my father and my mother could have did quote unquote more research but this is how they get people when they're just trying to survive and provide their child with an education. It's like, all right, she's going to a good school. Um, I can only pay this this first semester or this first year. 
uh, after that, something it's gonna have to come from somewhere else, or she's gonna have to leave. And I have friends who they couldn't afford to stay in that school, and they had to leave and move back home. So there was a lot of people that it was like after freshman year they went home. And that was just a reality that happened for a lot of people at my school. And I'm sure it happens at a lot of different schools for kids that come from out of state or just kids that are in state. Like I had friends that were going to that school with me and they were in state and they had to move back home Mm -hmm. after freshman year. It's real. I mean, I had to move back home. If it wasn't for those loans, I would have moved back home way sooner but I had to move back home by the final um, year that I was there because it was just like it was done. It was actually the final um, year and a half because I was there for, uh, you know, how you start the semester of your final year, like in the fall. Okay. So I graduated in 2010, but I graduated in December. So like from fall 2009 to um, 2010, um Spring, I think I was in like alternate housing, um, working for this church, this Episcopalian church, which they were a godsend and they offered me room and board to do their books. But after a while, I had to go back home still. So I still ended up moving back home um, for that final, final semester of, I guess, fall 2010. And then I graduated. Thank God. I racked up so much debt just going to school. But going back to the um, money explained to the student loans explained, I loved how they broke it down from the theory of the um, the game life, the board game called life. If any of y'all have ever played it, that's actually one of my favorite games. <laughs> Mine <laughs> that too, is- growing up, that in Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Candyland. I loved um, Clue growing up, but. Yes. So yeah. So with bo- with life, um, what happens is the way that you start the game is you're in a little car, and it says pick your choice, like pick your path. Do you get a career or do you go to college first? So most people they choose to go to college first, but you go into debt at first because you take out a loan. But then the way they have it set up in the in the game, you usually get a career that um, or you choose a career that is going to pay you a certain amount of money so that you could pay off your loans. So you pay off your loans shortly into the game after you finish college, you get a deed to a house, you marry somebody and you fill up your little minivan with kids. Now, niggas, y'all know in 2021, that is a little harder that said than done a little um, harder done than said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right now, that's the reason why birth rates are so freaking low as it is, because we're at 30 years old, hustling and surviving. Mm -hmm. Good times. Okay. (laughs) We can't even like feed ourselves rather than feeding someone else by choice. So I, I just, it's just interesting to me how, you know, they set up these student loans for us and then to add insult to injury, they added these crazy interest rates. And what will happen? They gave an example for one woman who actually went to school and got like a traditional degree in some, in a field that you would think, oh, they make a lot of money. Lawyers. I mean, I think now that I'm older, I realize 
the pathway to becoming a lawyer, you don't make a lot of money. Um, you're, you're a paralegal and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's actually not a quick money, uh, degree as you know, something in the medical field might be. And even the medical but, field still, because yeah, the even that is debatable because you start off interning, all that different stuff, Residency, you know? See, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So this girl, she went to school to be a lawyer. She came out and she recorded herself looking at her student loans. And I can't remember the exact amounts, but it was like, I'm going to just use ballpark figures. Like she she basically was saying, I um, took out an $80,000 student loan uh, for college. I've been paying on this student loan for 10 years. And I, you know, I guess she accrued a certain amount of um, interest because she deferred the loans because when she first got out of college, it was the recession, blah, blah, blah. And just in general, you know, you don't necessarily walk straight into a job after college like you used to, you know, like in the 90s. So she deferred her loans. So she's been paying on that joint for (laughs) for 10 years and I think she owes more like yeah, a couple still, thousand more it was like 72,000 I think still yeah still <laughs> after 10 years 10 years and you owe 72,000 out of 80,000 dollars this is robbery this is robbery and I I, I just I really am disgusted with the, with the higher education system. Um, they're saying that when the recession hit in 2008, whatever, 2009, that's when they took a lot of money out of funding for grants and stuff like that. It's just, a, it's, for me, it's the, it's the trickery for me, you know? It's the greed for me because it's just like, y'all just had to find a way. And they know that. They showed the other example, like on the life board game, like if you choose to go to a career first. And I wanted to ask your opinion about this too, Kel, because um, I know you went to college at first, but still you could kind of relate to this. Yeah. You know, you, if you get a, if you go to a career first, you still have the same issue because though you won't have the debt, you're still going to have the issue of not making as much money as somebody who does go and finish college. Mm-hmm. Um, you see it on the, on the applications when you fill out for a job, it says some college high school degree, like, you know, like they're ranking your pay based off of that. These job applications, they're looking for bachelors. A lot of them are looking for, if you have a bachelor's degree um, in a, the certain field that's related to think Why you want to know if I went to a four year college to say that I'm trainable to do the job here, like at least in our field of work. Right. Like I could see if it was like, you know, one of those main things like doctor, lawyer, you know, I don't know, engineer, you know, rocket science, somewhere where it like truly matters. But, you know, marketing and all that, where it's like all about who, you know, and not, you know. I don't know. Give your thoughts though, Kel. I definitely agree with you. I thought it was, um, before I get my thoughts, I thought it was interesting that my biggest takeaway was when they were going over like, um, the pay scale and they were talking about how, like, when you get your degree, 
your average out like at like 65,000. But then when you think about the amount of loans that you took to get your degree, those loans are 65,000. <laughs> so it's just like they, I think the, I, I don't know if I want to call this the government or the economy. I'm, I'm struggling to say which one it is, but um, I'm going to go with the government because, and I'm going to specifically address the U.S. government because most other countries do not have to pay for education. So um, I'm going to specifically address it to the U.S. government. I feel like that it's really, really greedy of them. And they want us to like be in this position where we always need them, but not need them just like it's like they're, they're teetering it. And it really doesn't make sense because you would actually gain because they'd be like, oh, well, let me say this. The is, it, is Republican the right wing? Yeah, because we're considered left as Democrats. Yeah. So the far right yeah. wing of the democracy feels like that, you know, when we give them too much, they're going to, you know, we're, we're giving them giving them money, giving them money. They're lazy. But if you think about the money that you have to put back into welfare versus just giving them the free education, it will balance everything out. Like you would you would actually have more money for yourself because we won't need you it, for rent, we won't need you for daycare. We won't need you for all those things because it'll be able to be paid for with free education. Well, their argument was that there's more money. Like if you put all that money into welfare, there's also a crime increase, blah, blah, blah. Right. But it doesn't make less people go to college. And the reason why they're saying that it's going to, it'll be a higher increase in crime is because the people don't go to college. But if you give them free college, why wouldn't they? Turn oh, it down? Oh, oh. You know what I'm saying? Why would they turn it down? Like right now, most the most reason why people turn college down is not necessarily because they feel like it's not a good fit. It's more so because they don't want to go into debt trying to get an education. It's too much money. They can't afford it. So, um, and there is also that reason that, of course, you know, they just, don't feel like it's a good fit for them. But um, for me, I took a different route. I did go to college first and then I stopped. And then I went the career route and I'm slowly, slowly getting myself in position to be able to graduate. So um, for me, I feel like although I've been really kind of successful in a sense of being finally getting to the point where I'm making decent money, um, it is a slow process and I, I see the struggle, but I feel like it's a little bit, it'll be a, e- a little bit easier for me post-college. I won't have as much debt by taking the career route versus taking, paying for college through loans throughout. So I think if you look like at your future. Hoop. Huh? Like, like basically what you're saying is it'll be cheaper for you. It, in hindsight, it is cheaper for you to have gone this route yes. than to have gone the route of like, say me, who went to college for the full four years and change and pay had to pay all four of those years without um, grants and stuff like that. Um, And now, you know, you're hustling and surviving on a job and paying your loans that way. Whereas this way it was kind of like over time. Right. Exactly. And smaller loans. And I also think it it just kind of really depends on your industry. Like if you're in a type of industry where your job will, you know, help with tuition reimbursement, things like that, that also contributes to it too. So I think, you know, you, 
you should really do a, a good assessment to figure out what works best for you and look at the full future and to see if it's really worth it for you. Basically. What do you want to do? So here's another thing that um, I want to ask you. So De- Dennis was telling me something like apparently Biden took out the free college plans that he wanted to put into place out of his plan. I I did a quick Google search. I didn't see that. Um, but I wanted to know your thoughts on that, if you know anything about that. And then I wanted to know what would be your plan for your son, for him to go to school? What are, what are you thinking financially for him that he should do? Yeah. So I don't know too much about Biden taking anything out of his plan. I do remember his plan was only for associates degree, not even associates degree, but community college in particular. So um, I think we should probably push more people to do the community college route because it'll be cheaper than going to the four years. But I understand why we want to give them that full experience of having, you know, living on a dorm, doing the four year process. Yeah. And it's also been pushed onto us as a society that the four year college, especially the type, the name of the college that you go to, it, it reflects positively on your resume. Like if you went to Harvard, oh, I want this student that went to Harvard. I want this student that went to Howard. You know, I want these kids rather than a community college student. I don't know. I, I do. I do. I don't even have to say I hope. I believe that it's going to be different. I think it is different. For the next go round of kids. I don't think it's going to be as heavily... Because this Generation Z is different. They're different and they're innovative. And I think they're going to, the that, that whole concept that we had to live by as millennials is not going to be the same for Generation Z. But go ahead. I definitely agree. I think that it's already, already changed, honestly. I think it is different because, because of social... Um, social justice and justices advocacy and because of the diversity and inclusion is like the biggest thing that's been going on with everything that's going on in the world. So companies are trying to go to the HBCUs more. They're trying to contact, you know, the smaller universities so they can kind of like be like, Oh, we're giving back. That's it's like this whole, everybody's in the philanthropy diversity type of field. So I think it, it is changing and I would like to see how it is going to evolve even more when I guess, I don't, is Eric considered Generation Z? I don't think he's Generation Z. I don't know what generation he would fall under. Well, maybe he I is. think he is Generation Z. He is? He is under, when does Gen Z end? I'll, I'm Google. Okay, yeah. So while you're looking at that, as far as plans for him, like, so I'm actually starting to think about that a lot deeper right now. Like right now, Eric really wants to go to UCLA. And oh yeah, girl. Yes. What? He's Generation Z. Okay, it's still in his realm. Okay. Yeah, it's um born between ninety seven and two thousand twelve, two thousand fifteen. So the baby babies are like whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Is that Gen Alpha? Oh shit. So anyone born between 2000, see, this is where they be doing that overlap shit too. So anyone born between 2010 and 2025, that's generation alpha, which means they're starting the gens all over again, which is really cool. But anyway, 
Um, yes. So your baby is a Gen Z baby, which I knew he was Gen Z. I just knew it. But go ahead. But yeah, so he is um he wants to go to UCLA. And what I guess what I'm trying to get him to understand is let's remind me of Spellman. I wanted to go to Spellman because I just heard about Spellman. <laughs> Around the time I was Eric's age, but why he want to go to UCLA? What has he heard about sports? How did he get educated on UCLA? Sports. It's mainly because of, of, of sports. Oh, well, that's a little more, yeah. Yeah, he wants to go there for the sports, but they also do have an engineering program there as well. So um, I'm actually trying to take the approach of one of our, um, this lady that I know through um, through my job or whatever. She, her son has, is so amazing. He got accepted into like a bunch of different schools. I think it was like 20 schools and he had like over a million dollars in scholarships and grants and um he's 13 going to college next year he's already in college by the way wow yeah so he goes to he goes to gw right now so by the time he graduates from college he'll be like 18 (laughs) and that's like my little cousin tay tay yeah he'll be wow but even that's even more advanced because he'll be done with college at 18 no 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 before that It'll be 16 because he's 13 now. He's already done. He's already in college. Yeah. So he'll graduate. He's like two more years. Wow. Wow. 18. He'll have his master's and 21. He'll have his doctors. So boy, it's set. So, but but basically what they said was they did things backwards. They said, okay, what do you want to be? How much money do you, does it take for you to get to where you want to be and work backwards from there to figure out what's your college plan? And it worked out for him that way. And that's how they were able to like get him on the path of making all the money. So he's going with a full ride. He doesn't have to pay for anything. So I'm going to try to take those same methods that she's taught her son. I'm going to definitely work with um, Eric in that same type of capacity. Like, so you want to travel. So you need to make this, uh, you know, I'm just throwing out the numbers, $120,000 to be able to travel comfortably and pay your bills and have a help, you know, start uh, still have your savings account money in. And work that way backwards and see what we need to get there. So if that means that you're taking classes, college classes while you're in high school, so that you can knock off some of those credits, that's what we need to do. And the good thing about that with doing it in high school is you're not paying as much as you would when you're in um you're in real college, like normal, like oh really? Grad- yeah, you don't pay as much because it's a special program. Well, I love to see it and I love to hear it because I also think about the burnout that we get. We already are honestly burnt out by like sophomore year of college. Real talk. Like that novelty wears off real fucking fast. And we just be struggling to get through it. You know, some people are burnt out by the end of high school. Yep. Because you've been in school for 12 freaking years. Yep. You know, so... I'm happy to hear when there are alternatives like that. Like I, I mentioned my cousin Tay-Tay, who's in an engineering degree, um, um, path or whatever for her schooling. She went to a uh, high school. She's very, she was gifted. She went to high school. Like she's like, I think two years ahead of herself. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, not only is she two years ahead, but then it was like some crazy stuff. Like the college, the high school that she went to, was given her college credits already. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, so she's more like almost for you. Like she's going to have her degree this year. Um, and she's only 19. Mm-hmm. 
she's gonna have like her bachelor's, but then she wants to be a um, neuro. Did she? Does she want bio engineer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she wants to do bioengineering. So like, yeah, and she's also like she's a, a representative for Nesby. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for her school for Buffalo. So like, you know, it's great to hear that because although it's like, wow, she's gonna be set. It's like. Imagine how long she would be in school. Like there's so many people that did it before these kids that are in school for years. years. They don't really get out of school until their thirties mm-hmm. because we're in school. Like think about how long you're in college. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, and yes, you make the big bucks, but that's tiresome. Like my cousin just became a doctor. Um, uh, She got her doctorates. My cousin Rochelle. She was in school, like, majority of her life. She just got that in her 30s. Exactly. Did you see the lady on um the... It was an older lady. I feel like she was... You know, white people age a little bit differently. But... <laughs> I think she, she was definitely 50 plus. But she was mm-hmm. talking about how much debt she... Had. Oh, on the thing. Yeah, yeah. on the, the student loan thing. And I felt bad for her because she was talking about how sometimes she didn't have enough money to eat. Yep. Like this is a this is a sham, America. Like America really should be ashamed of it. Truly, truly ashamed of itself with that. But it's a greedy country. It's a greedy country. And even that guy from Purdue talking about how, oh, what we do instead of you having to take out loans, it was something like basically they take out a share. I don't like that. I don't like hearing shares and stuff like that. Like there's like we a piece of stock <laughs> shares of what you make at the job that you go to, like uh, of your salary. We take out a share of your salary. Like how long I got to be wed to that? Exactly. It's the same thing. Just a different, different way it's being done. I'm sure I could go into default for not paying, uh, get, providing a share to Purdue. If I lose my job, you know, so it's just gross all the way around. And I know uh, I'm going to be taking notes from you with what you do with Eric and um, me and Dennis will definitely talk through our plans for our future kids. And I definitely one main thing is that I want to educate them financially and do it early. Don't do it. Later. Yeah. Do it. Early. You know, I see a lot of parents that like teach their kids with just the piggy bank and stuff mm-hmm. or just give them lessons. Like now, are you, do you want to have that Mickey D's or would you rather have this at the end of the week? And we go to Chuck E. Cheese. We have been doing this since you know? Eric was like seven. <laughs> and I know, and some of it, I'm sure it's like, you got to give them a break because they're still a kid. Mm hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's realistic. Like sometimes they just they just want the Mickey D's. They just want the Happy Meal. Mm-hmm. So they want to use their little three dollars for that rather than accumulate another three dollars over the next three days and be able to pay for their own ticket into, um, you know, Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, but I definitely think we should instill financial literacy because our parents didn't do it for us, and we just want to see more of a legacy and more generational wealth to be built back up again. Well, be built period, because I can't even say built, built back up again, especially with the black and brown community, because. Yeah, we're, we're starting it. Definitely. I see the millennials are beginning that path. We're carving out a path for ge- building generational, more generational wealth. 
amongst our families, our young families. And I think it's possible because our parents, you know, just to like give our parents a pat on the back where they did default in, you know, falter in um, teaching us a little more and school systems too. I blame them too. Yeah. Um, in teaching us a little more about finances and balancing a checkbook and stuff like that. What they did do is they strive to give us the best that we they could give us mm-hmm. one. And more importantly, they strive to make us go to school and get Learn these it. opportunities that so that we can have the opportunities that they didn't have so that we can now do that for our children. And now the next step is for us to provide our children with generational wealth or teach them how to build generational wealth. If we can't provide it for them, I know Gen Z is going to be able, Gen Z and Generation Alpha or whatever, all the Coe's out there, they're going to be able to come from a place of, yeah, I got money. They may even be able to provide their children with um, free education. Yeah. You know, at least by the, by the Coe's of the world and hopefully the Eric's of the world too. Yep. We got to get back you know, to the Gen Z out that office y'all. They were Gen Z ready for that. Mm-hmm. Gen Z ready to have their kids. I do believe Gen Z going to have most of their kids in, in co- community colleges. Yeah. They, they going to, they're going to be on that tip. They're not going to be on the tip of mm, four year degrees and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their kids in entrepreneurships and get an experience rather. And they're probably going to have a lot of their kids learn a trade too. Yeah. But that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know we over an hour. So um, yes, make sure y'all check that out. It's not a sponsored, but we thought it was a really good talk topic today to have. Um, y'all know if y'all listen to the show from the beginning, our first episode was called cream casuals, everything around me. You know, and we wanted to return back to some of that kind of content that we know you guys loved and felt like you learned something out of it. So, yeah, check that out on Netflix. It's called Money Explained. Yeah. And now we're going to get into our philanthropy highlight. Yes, ma'am. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something. Because you and I got to do for you and I. For this week's philanthropy highlight. I'm going to talk about state. Now, state, um, their mission is to make beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back and shift narratives around social injustices. For every state-backed purchase, they'll support American children and families in need in the ways they need it the most. Their giving initiatives include donating fully packed backpacks at their signature bag drop rallies, fueling what do we tell the kids activations and special projects with partners, charities, and schools in which they so deeply believe in. As states' platforms continue to grow, they view it as a responsibility and a vehicle to shed light around social injustices happening every day here in the U.S. In 2016, they launched their What Do We Tell the Kids initiatives, aiming to tackle the most challenging issues of our time by simply asking the question, what do we tell the kids? Um, the State Bags is proud to be a benefit corporation accompanied by fellow companies creating public significance by having a, a material positive impact on society. So check them out, support them. They really have some really nice bags, good quality um, at statebags.com. All right. 
And now we're going to get into our last call. I like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Last call. Okay, so this is slightly off topic, but also on topic with, um, you know, finances and stuff like that. But I found this really funny. I saw this on um, the neighborhood talk and it was someone that said, birthdays really teach you a lesson every year on your friendships. And <laughs> I was like, okay, true. Cause you could look back at pictures and see who's there and who's not. And we definitely have seen that ourselves. Mm-hmm. However, somebody in the comments said, nah, y'all just haven't matured, matured enough to realize that your 32nd birthday isn't your sweet 16 and want other adults to prioritize quote unquote your day over whatever they may have going on every single year of life or else. And you'll have a tantrum and bougie badass. I have to give you a virtual high five because that's very true because there are some people that like to do the most every year and expect you to show up every year. Sometimes that has been me. In fact, no, I don't think I've always been doing the most. I may have had a dinner or even or something when, like even that. Even when you're doing the most, you're not doing the most for at other people's expenses. You're doing it at your own expense. True. <laughs> and that's a lesson for everybody too. You know, remember, every birthday is not your sweet 16. That's my last call. Because there's a lot of birthdays coming up now. You know, sometimes it don't have to be a milestone. I'm not saying, you know, it has to be a milestone where you decide to take a trip like we doing for Kel's birthday. You know, Kel deserves that trip this year. <laughs> Kel has deserved that trip for a long, long time. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes you treat yourself. But tr- making it a big deal for, you know, making people come out their pockets to spend money because it's your big day, your birthday. It's your day. Right. Your day. Not everybody else's day. And you cannot fault your friends if they got too much going on and they just can't do it this year. Or if they hit a financial rough patch mm. and they said they was coming and then they can't come no more. You know, people, the older that we get the more we got to look out for self to survive. We got to put the oxygen mask on ourselves. Girl, yes. (laughs) To survive. So that is my last call for today. Your 32nd birthday is not your sweet 16. (laughs) So act accordingly. All right. So that is this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you follow us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And follow Twitter at CCC Vibes. Make sure you check out our website at www.cognaccupcakesandconversations.com. Whoa, that was a mouthful. (laughs) And make sure you purchase our shirts. We have our Protect Our Girls, Protect Our Worlds, Protect Our Curl shirts, and our It's a Vibe shirts. I believe we have our mugs still, too. You know, get it popping. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And with that said, we hope that y'all have a great Memorial Day weekend. We know y'all going to enjoy it. Yes, go to the beach. Try to dodge that um, Ocean City traffic, though, because... It's going to be a bit this year. Right. Everybody trying to brook wild 
post-vaccine, post-COVID. Well, not post-COVID because COVID is still alive and well, y'all. So also be careful with that. Um, Vaccinated or not, put the mask Vaccinated or not. You don't want it, period. Okay. And and y'all be careful at these bars. I done seen way too many shade room posts of y'all passing out at brunch. It is never that serious. Never. Y'all need to... (laughs) No. Y'all passing out at the resorts and the pool. People got to put y'all in in wheelchairs. wheelchairs to take y'all from the from the <laughs> the pool bar. Okay, the swim up bar. All right, y'all can't even swim back. You can swim up, but you can't swim back. Come on now, let's have some cooth. Okay, I can't promise. And on that note, we'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Bye. It's a vibe.